0: Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the classic Seinfeld episode, The Big Salad. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi Mom, you know it's our season finale.
1: I know! How exciting!
0: (laughs) Actually, last week was supposed to be our season finale, but I lost count.
1: (laughs) And so this is like a bonus one. This is like
0: a bonus episode. Yeah, episode 11. Oh, man. It's like we're breaking the sound barrier here. It's
1: really too much. It's too much. But it's good for me because it's cheaper than going to therapy, so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, just a little break because I want to be back in time for the holidays. We always have a lot of fun uh, reviewing holiday fairs, so uh, yes, that timing should work out nicely. Uh, but and
1: maybe, and maybe we'll even have some giveaways.
0: Oh, some holiday giveaways! Yes. Well, let's uh, let's make a great episode right now before okay. we, before we paint too many fantasies of episodes to come uh, later okay. this year. Mom, what's going on in your neck of the woods?
1: Oh, so many things, all little and minute, but I do want to tell you about them. Um, first, first, I want to tell you about, this, is, this was really weird that happened to me um, all in one day. And I thought this was kind of funny that dad and I went up to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription and we went through the drive-thru. And I said to him, we have a, we have a, a medical credit card that pays for the, um, for your copay on, mm-hmm. on a, so I said to, and we each have a card, but I said to him, do you have your card? And he said, Oh yes. Oh yes. And he dug in his pants and he dug it out and he showed it to me. And then I turned away to, um, tend to the girl at, at the window. And then I turned back to him and I said, where's the card? And he said, I gave it to you. And I said, well, no, you didn't. And he had just put it away again. So he like took it out and flashed it at me and put it away, which I thought was very funny. But then in the afternoon, Merrick and Sarah and I went apple picking to that same place that we went.
0: Oh yeah, this is my yeah. uh, this is my brother and his uh, lady friend, and you. Uh, we talked about apple picking on a podcast sometime a while back. I forget if it was last year or the year before.
1: Well, the the time when we went, it was September nineteenth, because Merrick looked it up on his phone, and we went just last weekend, and it was pretty pretty shot, but it was t- <laughs> <laughs> it was tough walking because there's so many apples. On the oh, ground. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's kind of a weird thing because you're walking, walking and looking up in the trees. And then suddenly you're in this minefield of apples that are tripping you and squishing you. Anyway, we apple picked and then we went shopping inside <clears throat> where I got you some things, some jelly and Ooh. whatnot. I gave the woman cash and I watched her pull out the cash from her little register and watched her put it in her pocket. And as she's handing me my bag, she said, I gave you your, your change, right? And I said, well, no, you put it in your pocket. <laughs> and I just thought it was Good weird Lord, to two, yeah. Yeah, two things like that in one day. Oh, I, I thought that was odd.
0: Nobody wants you to see their, um, their valuables. <laughs> I know,
1: it's a big secret,
0: it's a big secret. Wow, I wonder how many times that day she slipped the change in her pot pocket. That's a and, neat trick, And got trick away right there. with it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the, why is this? Fu- oh, why is this pocket so full?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I don't get hiccups. I think I'm going to
0: though. <laughs> um, um. So, what did you pick? All crab apples, worm apples.
1: Uh they were little apples, and I'll tell you, I didn't think too much i was just trying to fill a bag up because i figured the guinea pigs would eat them but they have a limited capacity for apples these guinea pigs i got from from the the animal shelter in concord and apparently they were not exposed to a great many tastes so they are very limited in what they will uh, eat they like carrots and but and the apple was oh like oh what is this and <laughs> it's not the first time they've had them but they're very suspicious of anything that is not a carrot
0: or pellets I assume they eat their or pellets, pellets. Right? Yeah, okay.
1: they do they do eat their pellets I think they eat their pellets because as soon as I put the uh, their dish in uh, the brown and white one tips it over <laughs> so oh, um yeah that's his uh trick so i i think they eat their pellets but who knows off
0: the filthy ground Ugh.
1: well i keep their cage rather clean
0: yeah i know um now in the store at the uh apple orchard they yes. have the apple jelly right yeah. did they have no, ap- they
1: have lots of jelly
0: oh not just apple
1: not just apple. I didn't even send you apple jelly.
0: Uh, did they have apple butter?
1: No, they were. Or maybe they didn't. I didn't see it. But I like store apple butter, not not your own too much cinnamon apple butter. Too much cloves. Yeah.
0: What? How do they make it apple butter? There's no actual butter in it, right? Or is there?
1: That is correct. No. No, it's just the consistency of... Whatever that consistency <laughs> would yeah, be. But what
0: is it? Why isn't it applesauce? What makes apple butter different? This is another ranch dressing wormhole. I feel like.
1: I don't know because it is sort of the consistency of apple sauce, isn't it?
0: Yeah. What and is? I don't bu- yeah, go ahead. I don't,
1: I don't buy it anymore because usually I used to buy it for Thanksgiving because somebody always wanted it and.
0: Oh, now yeah. everybody, Oh, man. Yeah. And now everybody what?
1: Now everybody isn't here. So I don't know, remember who who wants the apple butter. I think there's two out of four of you that yeah. like the apple.
0: I like yeah. it. And Matt likes it,
1: I believe. Matt likes it. Yeah. 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 So the apple butter and I've never made it. I've made applesauce, which is what I'm going to have to do with these apples, because I thought the guinea pigs would help, but not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much.
0: the guinea pig, like the apple is half the size of a guinea pig. So, you know, how many could they pound down?
1: I thought they could eat one a day, but (sighs) they can't. Well, they're not big apples. They're not big apples. They're uh, little. Okay. Okay. But they just don't have a taste for them.
0: So, um because i'm not going to look it up if you can tell us the difference between apple butter and apple sauce i'd love to hear it
1: i bet it's just the spices that are added to it
0: ah uh, you don't know but I we're going we're going to have some reader who's an expert remember the ranch dressing we get reader i always say that um <laughs> we're going to remember the listener who was like a um like a product, uh, food product testing yes. technician? What was that? Yes. Uh, that was just a few weeks ago, I should remember. Yeah. but um, So we're going to have some Apple expert who's going to write in. Uh, well, that would
1: be good. Yeah.
0: The inbox is popmomatological.net. Um, so if if you can gain uh, offer some insight into the apple butter situation, we'd like to know. I'd like to know at least.
1: Well, I'd like to know, too. And if you have a good recipe, I wouldn't mind having that either.
0: Boy, yeah. Apple butter on the biscuits at Thanksgiving. Mm, It's making my mouth water. We better move on, Mom, before I slobber all over the microphone. What else is going on? All right.
1: Well, Jason is on vacation this week. Jason is our postmaster. And (laughs) Uh the lady, yeah, the ladies from, uh, well, actually just one lady from the next town over is replacing him. And I went in the the first day and I just got my mail and my and I left. And then the next day I thought maybe there was a package. So I went to the window because Jason never puts a you have a package card in my mailbox or rarely he puts one in. So you always have to go to the window and ask. And I went and it looked like the place was for sale. It was just there was no uh big canvas carts and and the plastic mailbox boxes full of mail it was all cleaned out and i said oh my god and then i looked up and i said oh jason's not here and she said no he's on vacation and i said um if you hear any noise i'm sorry it's toast is here that's okay um he um he's on vacation and i said well i I knew that because the place was so clean and all the mail is out. And I said, usually when I come in, Jason is sitting at his desk with all the mail just strewn all over the place. And she said, yeah, I can't stand it. Um, we The mail is done by 10. <laughs> and I, and I said, what? I said, usually when Jason is here, the mail isn't even necessarily done after lunch.
0: (laughs) What is he doing?
1: I have no idea. And she finally said, yeah, we don't know what he's doing either. But all his reports just always say late, 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 late. Because they have to clock in when they get there in the morning. And they have to clock out when all the mail is put. You know, they have uh, not clock out, but... um, report all the mail is out so it's
0: he has one job and this is for people who who are newer to the show you know i grew up in mom still lives in this town wilmot that like it's a town of a thousand people maybe it's like 1100 now but i don't think so um like the mail (laughs) the mail shouldn't (laughs) be so much of a challenge i really want to know what he's doing mom
1: and she, I said, well, he always says the mail was late. The mail was late. She said the mail is never late.
0: Oh, <laughs> so he says the mail was late to him?
1: To me. He'll say to, uh, you know, I say, do I have any packages? Well, I, I haven't gotten to all the mail yet. He said it came late. It came oh, that's late. that's what
0: and I mean. Yeah, he's saying that the mail arrived late to him. I thought yeah, you were oh, saying. To him, yes, yeah. no,
1: no, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I misunderstood you. So she says, "Well, that isn't true because he's the second stop, and the guy that collects the mail at four thirty always arrives late in Andover because Jason's never ready to give over the mail." So I, this is what I think. I think he's personal friends with Louis DeJoy, and he's just trying to, he's trying to especially slow down the Wilmot.
0: Now. Yeah. I know it. I was just going to say uh, he he no wonder he loves Louis cuz yeah. Louis is all about, eh, put your feet up, the mail will get yeah. there when it gets there." And right. this guy's like, "Yeah, that's the way I want to do the mail."
1: Well, it does solve that mystery of why he's always cheering on for Louis Dejoy cuz I'm sure <laughs> He's sending out secret coded messages to people. And Jason's one of the people that can decode them to (laughs) to just hey, do your thing. And if you have time, throw some mail in a box.
0: What is he? This is the new mystery, though. I just I want to know what he's doing, because I can't imagine being a postmaster and the mail comes in. And like, what else am I gonna do with myself?
1: I know. That's what the that's what the girl that's replacing him said. And but she's not uh,
0: replacing him, right? She's just filling in. Oh no, in, no. Right? She, she's just filling in, excuse yeah, okay.
1: me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's just I mean, I wish she was replacing him, but um And I know when he's really having a bad day, when I go in and I don't have my key and I say This is how I do it, because they're not supposed to give you your mail without your key. But it's like, you know, his sister's coming in. It's me. It's Bonnie. And I say, I don't have my key today. Is there any packages? And then when he gives me the packages, because he's allowed to give me those, uh, I say, is there any mail in the box? And he'll say, "Uh, you don't have your key. Well, if if I had my key, I would just open the damn box, you know, just... Just give me my mail. You're giving me a hard time. You're lucky you're lucky I'm not bitching about you every Yeah, No uh, kidding.
0: Week. No kidding. Besides, if he's gonna give you your parcels, like the whole idea behind that you gotta have your key system is the with that system they have to put the slip in the box so that
1: you he never does that right? though. So
0: he's the one who's broken the system here. Oh yeah. Oh That's man. Yeah. My my heart can't take it, mom. My blood pressure is rising as we discuss it.
1: Yeah, I understand. I do understand. Uh, My last story is also about (laughs) a a resident from town. I have to tell you, this one is this one. uh, Well, I have two more actually, don't I, on the list. But this one is I went up to the library last Saturday and the woman that was the postmaster before this guy was up there. (laughs) And you can't escape them. uh, It's it's my it's my cross to bear. Mm -hmm. So she's up there trying to explain to the Saturday person. And now, like so many businesses on Saturday is not when the main people that work in the library are there. They're lovely people and very try to be very helpful. But she's there because she's trying to get her sixty five dollars back that she paid as a non-resident. To join the Tracy Library because her <laughs> husband
0: <laughs> Yeah, keep going. Her
1: so. husband her husband now works for the town of New London and he gets a free membership. So now <laughs> she, she wants, her money, s- back
0: from she the wants her money back
1: from the library. From oh. the library. And she's explaining it over and over again. And, of course, they have different last names because she kept her last name. And you can imagine this poor clerk who's there, you know, three hours on a Saturday trying to figure out what in God's name she's talking about. So, anyway, I walked behind her and I said, oh, always making trouble. And she didn't turn around or anything. And then she said, is that Bonnie? And I said, yeah. Well, you know, because I had a mask on, too. Mm. And um, she didn't. And they do ask you to wear a mask in the library. So she comes over after she is unsuccessful in getting her $65 back from this guy anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had my, uh, my Felchie sweatshirt on, which is a very nice, warm sweatshirt. I know you don't like it, but I um, had it on. And uh, she says to me, "Are you a fan of Fauci?" And I thought, "Are you stupid? Uh, you know, it's not like I'm. I, yeah. I have the t- I have the sweatshirt on. Yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a fan. I'm, I'm not a fanatic, but yeah. I'm a bit of a fan. And I said, uh, "Well, yeah." And she said, "Well, how are the kids?" <laughs> and I thought. Well, that was a very smooth transition. (laughs) Your footwork is really impressive. And then she says to me, oh, and your hair is a normal color because it was time to dye it again. And I thought, well, you know what? You just about. She's
0: charming the (laughs) pants off you.
1: Ah, Wasn't she, though? And I thought, well, I hope you, when you get on your bicycle to, to ride home, that I can drive behind you the whole way and beat my horn.
0: <laughs> I mean, what-
1: <laughs> uh, so I was glad she couldn't get her $65 back that day.
0: <laughs> what a thing! What a thing to go to the library and of all the places to demand your money back. On a technicality, no, and a dubious one at that. The library? Ugh. Come on, be a citizen.
1: Right, right. It served you well for how long? And yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Your hair so, is a normal color. What a thing to say, too. Jeez.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I came right home and dyed it purple again.
0: <laughs> I'll
1: fix her. Yeah,
0: that'll. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then then she also said something about she was traveling to someplace on the West Coast. They were going to be gone for two weeks and blah, blah, blah. And I still couldn't figure out what she was talking about, what, what she was all upset about, about the trip. Was she afraid to fly? Was she, you know, I don't know what she was talking about. And then I realized I rarely knew what she was talking about. You know, she's a... She used to be very much into um drugs, and I just don't
0: <laughs> are we talking drugs drugs or like legal drugs no i mean Not... legal legal in my state drugs no no no, no. Okay. i I,
1: okay. I, th- I think other other drugs, so sometimes I think there was some permanent mis misadventure in her i don't know cuz i never i don't understand her a lot of the time well i don't understand her.
0: maybe she's just a weirdo there's plenty of well, those in new hampshire yeah i mean you're a weirdo
1: do you think so i was going to ask you about that ask me what if you thought i was weird
0: a little bit but y- y- um, not antisocially weird, I guess I would say. Even though you okay. you do have contempt for a great many people, you um, generally conduct yourself uh, civilly in public, unless someone, you know, has taken up a parking spot at the Arnie's uh, ice cream stand. Right. But other than right. that, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I have a lot of things I object to, that's for sure. <laughs> but so how do you think I'm weird?
0: You know, you... You collect what you want to collect, and you wear what you want to wear, even if it's Hello Kitty or whatever. You don't really care what people think. You have your passions. Um, that's what I think makes you weird. And you're uh, you're raring for a fight sometimes when we're out in public. That's the other. I know I said you're civil most of the time, but there are, sometimes you're raring for a fight to what I would characterize as an extraordinary degree over um, minor foibles. <laughs>
1: So like you were uncomfortable when I told the woman at the airport she didn't have her mask on. Uh, well,
0: yeah, cuz yeah, just let her let it go.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm not good at that.
0: <laughs> no. That's true. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh before we get to the review, let me ask you about something. I don't think you're that weird, mom, but I also okay. think weird is good. Like um I mean, I guess there's bad weird, but Um, I think weird is good on the whole. Let me add, this doesn't involve weirdness at all, but it does involve um, social etiquette and whatnot. Oh, that's
1: what I have for you. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Oh, you have something more still? Yes. Plus, we're talking about Seinfeld, the big salad, which is all about that. This is a very- Well, well, um, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, we'll get to that. Well, let me go first then. Okay. Okay, so, so a couple of months ago, there was somebody next door, Two two fellows moved in next door. They're very nice. Um, they keep the place immaculate, and they you know have fixed up this and that. But anyway, a couple months ago, there was somebody that pulled in uh, on the street, and the lights were their car lights were on, and then their phone was in the backyard. You know, you could see I could see this from my bedroom, not with binoculars, just looking at the window. Uh-huh. It was very it was very Spy dark. Glass. Like, no, no. No, I'm not ab- above that, but no. Yeah, okay, um,
0: okay. So you were looking out your rear window here and uh, no, yeah.
1: I was in my bedroom. <laughs> so, I look out and then the car pulls into the driveway and so all this is going on for 20 minutes and I think what is going on? Should I call the police? Is somebody breaking? I mean, it just looks well, What's odd. happening
0: in the backyard? The car's not in the backyard. What's on in the backyard? No, the
1: car the person was on their phone in the backyard so you could see the phone. <laughs>
0: Lit up. My God, they're just looking at their phone in the backyard. Okay, yeah, definitely. So, you should be. You should dial nine one and then wait right, for anything else right. to happen. Yeah. Right.
1: And it looks odd. And then I said, "Oh my God, stop acting like Gladys Kravitz and and just um just get just go to bed, turn your light out, go to bed," which I did. But then I saw the the one the guys like uh two weeks later, and I said, "Oh, I." You know, I saw your friends trying to blah, blah, blah. And I thought, should I call the police? And I think that would have been the time to say, oh, we have our house on Airbnb.
0: Ah, what did they say instead of that?
1: They said, huh. That's all they said.
0: Oh, yeah, that would have been the time
1: that would have been the time. And I wonder why they didn't do it because it's perfectly legal. But anyway, so I was, this week I realized.
0: People don't like it for this, you know, it's, it's neighbors don't like it for this reason. But go ahead.
1: Well, you know, on the other hand, your sister has an Airbnb and, you know, she's very uh, pro that. And I'm trying to convince daddy that, uh, they shouldn't be allowed to do this because you know these are people in and out. And out. So anyway, he, he agreed to call the selectmen and find out. And indeed, it is legal. So that's fine and dandy. But then why not mention that?
0: Yeah. Well, because uh, yeah. people don't like it. And he didn't want to get into it with you. But oh, I, it was a very short-sighted strategy, I feel like. Because it's not like you're not going to figure it out, as you did.
1: Right right and and maybe i could be of of a help sometime if somebody <laughs> what i could be helpful yeah.
0: oh i'm sure that's what they they wanted to offer you an invitation to meddle. yeah definitely these,
1: pe- these people don't they don't even know me they've hardly even spoken to me but i have to tell you that the people that are there now left the big outside lights on in the backyard all night the other night. And it's, you could land planes there. Um, and I found that very annoying, but with no recourse, you know, nothing, nothing. You can't do anything about it.
0: Well, you could send a note to your neighbors and say, Hey, your guests are sometimes leaving lights on. Could you ask them not to do that? Right.
1: Well, at the time I didn't, I thought it was them. Oh, I this yeah. was before I, fi- I just figured out this week that they have Airbnb.
0: OK, and I can um tell you're like a dog that's got something in its chompers. You know, you're just not well, going to let go of this one.
1: Well, I am. I am letting go because it's perfectly legal and they're allowed to do it. But I just wonder why didn't they smooth the way a little bit? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think. Again, I think it's because they didn't want you to be calling the selectmen and making any trouble for them. Uh, But um, yeah, the thing to say would have been very casually, oh, yeah, we have an Airbnb and once in a while we have, you know, every month or two we get a guest in there like that to act like it's all normal. And like that was a thing to do in that moment if I were that guy. Um, And Yes. yes, once he that once that opportunity was missed, it's hard to come back from that. Right. Now before we move move on, explain who Gladys Kravitz is cuz I uh, um this is a classic TV character and I'm going to guess oh. that maybe two people got that reference that you made.
1: Oh. She was on uh Bewitched and she was always having a nervous breakdown watching the goings on <laughs> at uh Elizabeth Montgomery's house because she was a
0: witch. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Elizabeth Montgomery. Yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery was. uh, Right. Not. Samantha uh, Stevens. Samantha Stevens, right? Gladys Kravitz was their neighbor. Um, You know, another neighbor in that genre. You remember uh, Mrs. Ockmonick from ALF?
1: Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Same same thing.
1: Yeah. That's right. And do you know, do you know who, who is that now? Who is that actual person now? My sister. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, my sister. I call her on the phone. And we'll be talking about something, and she'll say, Oh, no, who's that? Who's that? They have on a red sweatshirt. Who is that nice savior? Jesus Christ, could you just talk to me? Do do you know who you are now? You're the neighborhood busybody. For God's sake, it's somebody walking their dog.
0: Gladys Kravitz, uh, Mrs. Akmonik, and all sitcom busybodies, we salute you. Um, Mom, let's get along to our review. Okay. Uh, This week we are talking—it just came on Netflix, Uh, so we are talking about Seinfeld, and the episode we have selected to talk about is The Big Salad. The second episode of Seinfeld's sixth season offers a multitude of peculiar storylines, as was typical of the show by this time in its run. An argument over an afternoon game of golf sweeps Kramer into a murder (laughs) investigation— And Jerry struggles when he discovers that he's dating a woman who used to date his hated neighbor, Newman. The story that lends the episode its title, though, is a tense social dance that develops when George buys a big salad for Elaine and wants to make sure she knows it. Here's a clip. I like Julie. She's very personable. Yeah, she's lovely. That's great, George. So did you enjoy your lunch? Yeah, it's a big salad. It's very good. Actually, it was too big. <laughs> Why? Oh, no. Because, you know, she handed you the bag. I could have handed you the bag, but she happened to pick it up at the restaurant, even though. Even though what? That's nah, just. You thanked her, even though. That's a... What? What are you trying to say, no. George? It's just that I was the one that actually paid for the big salad. She just happened to hand it to you. But it's, it's no big deal. You want the money for the big salad? No. Then what is your problem? There is no problem. Just a small miscommunication whereby you thanked her instead of the person actually responsible for purchasing the big salad. <laughs> The full 180 episode run of Seinfeld is newly available on Netflix. Mom, big salad or little salad?
1: <laughs> I big big salad, yes, mm-hmm. big salad. Love it. I just love it. And not we have we have been through the whole series, Daddy and I. Of
0: course, yeah.
1: Many times, um, maybe even four or five times, mm-hmm. and. Uh As far as it doesn't age well as far as the clothes, but now the clothes are starting to get interesting <laughs> because they're they're that v- yeah. much vintage. Yeah. Uh, but the humor is still it'll still and the quirkiness will still it's spot on. It's just spot on. And I as I watched this episode, I watched it especially intensely because we were going to talk about it. And I have to tell you that I always sort of pictured myself as Elaine, um, but now I'm viewing myself more as a a mix of Kramer and George. (laughs) And I'm just getting concerned at that uh, process. Why is that? Well, because, you know, Daddy often says, oh, you're trying to kill me because I sometimes uh, have an outburst while we're watching some game shows like. You know, screaming out the answer or whatever. Yeah,
0: getting excited. Uh, yeah.
1: A li- yeah, a little maybe too excited. Um, and he finds that very startling. Uh, get, get excited. And, Come on. And uh, I really had George's side on this salad thing.
0: Yeah, me too. And, I, and uh, I don't know if that was true the first time I watched it, but this I time. I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Don't you think that's funny yeah. though? Yeah. And I thought, but I, and I really thought that the girlfriend, um, you know, that she, had, well, right, did she have to make a big deal about it? <laughs> so anyway, the, the premise is that Elaine asks George to buy her a salad, a big salad. And uh, as they're leaving the restaurant, the girlfriend uh, accepts the package of salad and hands it to Elaine when they get back to the house. And Elaine says, thank you very much. And the girlfriend says, you're welcome, and, and fails to mention that George actually paid for that. And I uh, I realize that you shouldn't probably care, but I would.
0: This is one of my favorite. You know, Seinfeld has uh, hundreds of these little situations yes. that they put together, right? But this is one of my favorites because um, it is so debatable. Um and i feel one of the points that gets overlooked is not only does um <clears throat> the girlfriend julie who's played by michelle forbes not only does julie um hand elaine the salad but she accepts the thank you now right <laughs> that is the point that as uh, a man now approaching middle age who has you know picked up very many uh cabs in his life, that's the part that that gets me. Um, Not that she hands the bag (laughs) over, but that she accepts the thank you uh, with no further conversation. So I think George is right. However, George is also then wrong to, in that cab ride with Elaine, make it known that he paid for it, right? So it's this perfectly constructed. That's
1: who George is. That's who he of is. Of course
0: it is, but George is an asshole too, you know. He's Larry David, he's a jerk, he's selfish, um not necessarily wrong, mind you, but <laughs> let it as I've said a couple times in this episode, let it go. He cannot yeah. he cannot let it go. That um you know, social that little bit of social credit is uh, too much for him to give up. Right. I think they both have a case at the end of the episode where they call it, where they get in an argument and call it quits, mm,
1: basically. That's interesting. See, on paper, I would agree with you. But in real life, I think that Julie made a mistake in not, let's say, if she handed Elaine the package and turned away and Elaine said, oh, thank you very much. As would happen, you know, like here, or maybe even at your house, you know, oh, thank you very much. And you would turn away and put the package on the counter to open it. And the, uh, and it wouldn't, this was, this mm. was like to your face. This was thank you, right? Eye contact, right to Ely, to uh, yep. Julie's face. And so that made the difference. That was, that was the, uh,
0: that was where the error was. Now, uh, I in preparing for this episode, I read, and this was on IMDb, so God only knows if it's true, but um, <laughs> there was a piece of trivia um, that said that this episode was inspired by a real life incident uh, that Larry David experienced. Apparently, he went out one night with uh, the writer's assistant to grab some food at a nearby restaurant. And he asked the show's editor, uh, you may see her name in the credits, Janet Ashikaga, if she wanted anything. And she wanted a big salad. Um, and he <laughs> let the writer's assistant hand the big salad to Janet when they got back. And
1: she, uh-huh.
0: exactly as it happened on the show, it happened in real life, apparently. Um You know, it's such a perfect storyline because these tiny little errors, each of these uh, missteps we're discussing is tiny, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Do add up to what seems to be an intractable beef um, between George and his girlfriend. And you could say between George and Elaine, but they, you know, they're frenemies to begin with anyway. So that's always how it is. Um, Yeah, so that's... I just love The Big Salad because it is—you can debate it and debate it. um, Yes, yes. every point of it is so insignificant. You know, I do want to say we—you know, this um, slogan, the show about nothing, that came out of uh, a storyline on the show itself. Yeah. I really think is not fitting. And Jerry Seinfeld has said that he doesn't really love that either because the show is about the things that we deal with every day in life— And that's why I think it's so timeless, as you were talking about earlier, you know, human interactions um, still have these little pitfalls and traps and misunderstandings, um, slightly different standards of of, uh, behavior that we all have. And I think that the show actually like, I think the show's pretty meaty. You know, yes, it's all trifles, but it's all stuff that we deal with every day. That's Um, right.
1: That's right. Now, let me ask you, how would you handle that? How would you, would you, you would tend to let it go?
0: If it, if I, so we're in, like in G, in, G, in the moment. So we're in Jerry's apartment and my girlfriend has just handed Elaine the salad and accepted the thanks. Is that, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Let me see. Let me try to picture it. I mean, I would typically just say, what are you thanking her for? I bought it. Uh, you know,
1: that's what I would say. <laughs> I didn't really say that though.
0: But with a new girlfriend, would I say that? You know, because that's the other aspect of this. And they set this up nicely too. Oh,
1: yeah. That
0: first interaction at the beginning of the episode, um, when. George uh, and Julie encounter Jerry and Elaine on the street. You know, Elaine asks George offers to pick up anything, and he would he typically do that? He's um, yeah, he's yeah. doing that because he's in front of his girlfriend. And when right. Elaine asks for the big salad, you know, George can barely contain his irritation at this request. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes along with it again because he wants to, you know, he wants to look like a better person than he is in front of Julie. And um, yeah, and uh, Jason Alexander plays that so well. You know, he's, oh. he, George has yeah. this sort of unctuous affect to him in that scene. So I think that's what sets up the later scene where George says nothing. Because I feel like if I had a new girlfriend, I would also say nothing and just let it go in the moment. Yeah. I wouldn't feel the need to let my friend know that I had bought it but I would remain irritated at the girlfriend for it, I think.
1: Well that's interesting and that that adds another level to it but I think I would you know putting myself in somewhat of that uh, situation I think I would I would have to tell Elaine I, I bought the salad. And she would know. She would know it was okay because she would know I was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> she she would already know that about me that I just had to say that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Right?
0: I think so. Just as Elaine knows that about George and knows right. when that conversation is going along in the taxi cab, that right. he's getting at something that is going to irritate her even though she doesn't know yes. what it is at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um the murder plot line is, is funny and features Kramer being wacky. I don't know that there's too much to take apart there. Um, and then d- go ahead.
1: Uh, well, I was going to say, this is, this is, uh, uh, a very fine usage of Jerry's irritated Newman, uh, voice.
0: Yeah. Well, I and, was going to get onto that. Yeah. The okay, i storyline. Yeah. But no, you keep going.
1: Well, no, you go ahead. You're probably more eloquent than I am. <laughs>
0: The Newman plotline—so this is a stage in the series where they're um, they're building on established uh, lore of the series, let's say, right? Like, we know at this point that Seinfeld—that Jerry despises Newman. Yeah. Um, and so now this little plotline is built on that. But regardless of whether you have the background of uh, Jerry and Newman's uh, animus— um, there is this situation uh, of finding out your <laughs> your new uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, your new partner um, was previously partnered with someone you don't like. I really sympathize with Jerry in this episode because um, I would have trouble with that, too. Like, I think of some people I used to know at work who I don't really care for very much. And I think, what if someone, you know, what if I were going out with someone I found out, oh, they went out with joe the asshole or whatever there was no asshole named joe by the way all the people who named joe who i worked (laughs) with are great but you're
1: not the one
0: yeah yeah um i i would find that really difficult to get past so i sympathize with jerry what do you think um
1: i do sympathize with him because i can remember from high school the opposite Mm -hmm. of a very cute girl going out with a boy that you know was always being expelled and he was always in detention and you kept thinking what what is she seeing him and then you keep looking and you think yeah i guess he's all right and anyway it sort of gave him status now yeah. and this is hi- this it is high school status yeah. yes so i've seen it work uh, the opposite way um, Is that the opposite way? I,
0: don't, I I think that's just high school girls liking the bad boy, isn't it? It seems like a different <laughs> phenomenon.
1: Well, I mean, he was he was a bad boy of a, I mean, he was re, he ended up quitting school. He was that kind of bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he'd ever had a date. We went to school from seventh to twelfth all together, and I don't think he ever had another girlfriend except her. For a very short period of time, but it elevated his um, his status. So maybe it isn't all right. Well, you can just take that part out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I support that. I support that. But it's I don't have a good reason.
0: You support Jerry?
1: Yeah. Can you can you uh, suss that out? I mean, so what if somebody else thinks? And and Newman was the one that broke up with her, yeah. making it making that's, his head even that's more ready really, to pop. Yeah, 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 that's
0: what really drives Jerry crazy. Um, she was not good enough for Newman. Um, <laughs> I'm just again, I'm using examples of people from my life and saying, okay, I'm dating someone who was rejected by this person. I think I'd really have to be smitten. With, um, with my new partner, um, whoever they might be, in order to get past that, that past association, which I'm going to admit, like, I'm not saying this is good, totally unfair um, right. and ridiculous, but um, we do have these associations. So we're terrible people, I guess, is the conclusion of this particular... Well, I interview. know.
1: As ter- as terrible as we always looked at at some of their antics... Um, we're not so different.
0: (laughs) That's how they get you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you take the time to have a little introspection, you're in trouble too.
0: All right, mom. What is your grade for the big salad?
1: Oh, oh, A plus.
0: A plus for the big salad. Do you have a recommendation this week?
1: I do. Uh, I have actually two books that I've, what happened to my notes? Oh, they fell on the floor. Um, Sorry. Uh, my recommendation this week is two books by Jenny Lawson. Uh, her One of her older books is Let's Pretend This Never Happened and a newer book called Broken, which I thought was much better, um, hmm. are stories of her life in which she talks about her uh, depression and um, t- her different mental issues, but in a, in a very um, amusing way and a really well-written. I wouldn't read two of her books together. I would read one and then maybe, if you were interested, read some other stuff and then um, read another one of her books because it doesn't really – it's too much. It's think, too much yeah. of, a, of a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but they're both very good books, and there is another one that I haven't read. Uh, but I think it, it really it, – in Broken, especially in talking about depression and how it affected her. Um, it was very, it gave a lot of insight into what people struggle with with that.
0: Mm, great. Okay. So that's Let's Pretend This Never Happened. Was the earlier book, Mom? Yes. Okay. That's right. So that's Let's Pretend This Never Happened and the more recent Broken, both by Jenny Lawson. Um, talk to your local library and while you're there, see if you can get your 60 bucks back. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Sixty-five bucks. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom and this season of Pop Mom. But Mom and I will be back soon during the holidays to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about when we come back, Mom? You got any ideas?
1: I'm going to try and talk about something interesting. All
0: right. Let's try. Let's give it a shot for once. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we'd love to get an email pop mom
1: wait wait johnny i want you to mention your column
0: okay i'll mention it. i'll mention it the email inbox is popmom at ological.net talk to us about anything and hey if you need even more of me while the podcast is on a little break don't forget to read doink oh rama just go to ological.net with your web browser to subscribe read it on the web or get it in your mailbox i don't care how you read it just take a look at it i think you'll have fun we love you mom and I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now, mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Love you too.